Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. We can, come on. Oh, let's open our mouths and tell him something from our heart. Hallelujah. If you love him, tell him something from your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the God of revival. Father, we just continue to bless you this morning. Mm. We thank you because your word is sure. Your word is sure. And we thank you for it. You said where any two or three gather in your name, you'd be in the midst. And Father, we feel your presence. We know you're here. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for coming. We bless you this morning because they taught me growing up, Lord, that when you show up, you don't just show up for nothing, but you show up inside a purpose. And I know you have blessings in your hand. And so we bless you this morning. We honor you today for what you're doing and what you're going to do. We praise you, Lord, that the word will go forth, that it will go forth with clarity. That it will go forth under an anointing that will break and destroy yokes. We bless you for it. And God, you are the God of revival. Let the revival start in us. Let it start in your people. Come and waken us again. And then that revival will flow off into, over into our cities, into our countries, into our, na- to our nation, into the world. Start the revival in us. Oh, God, will thou not stir us again? Revive us again, God. And we just bless you for it and we praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We thank God. Amen. 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 Come on, put those hands together and let's bless him. Hallelujah. You may be seated in his presence. We welcome you to the house of the Lord. We bless you. For those of you who have been here before, if your first time, we bless God for you. We really, really bless God. It's good to see you this morning, every one of you. It's good to see every one of you here this morning. And those who couldn't be here, we know that where the hearts are. And we pray and praising God for them and praying for them also. Amen. That song really blesses me. From the first time that I heard it, because he is the God of revival. He is the God of revival. And we just bless his name this morning. This has been a a day. I, I usually get up on Sunday morning and go back over whenever I'm speaking. And I get up early, 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 early. And... Go back over my message, type, just see if anything I need to change. You know, I'm doing a finish it before, but I like to go back over it on a Saturday, Sunday, early, early Sunday morning, and then it's fresh in my spirit again. And so this morning, I went back and going back over it again, and I'm looking at it and tweaking and whatever. And <laughs> then I went to print, and print it not online. Okay, so I said, all right, what I can do. I can email it to myself, and then I can open it up on Bishop's iPad, because somewhere I've lost mine somewhere. God only knows where it is for a couple months now. And so I email it to Bishop's iPad. So I get here. I'm opening it up. And the Holy Ghost is real. Church, the Holy Ghost is real. Because I heard in my spirit, check the email. So this is a little just after Bishop got up, or just, no, before Bishop got up, while Brother Kofi was praying. And we bless the Lord for you, Brother Kofi. 
Amen. And all of you, all of the people of God, we bless the Lord for you. So then I checked my email, tried to check my email, can't get into my email. So which means I can't get my messages. So then I said, Bishop, baby, would you, you know, would you go home and get my laptop? You know, because if you bring the laptop, so he was getting ready to go. He said, but then I won't be back in time. He called and said, he won't be back in time to uh, open the service. I said, oh, my God. I said, well, come on back. He said, I said, well, I do have it on my phone. I can open it on my phone. and But it's so little, and I'm so old. You understand? So to be able to deliver a whole message on my phone from my little, you know, it's not it's a big iPhone, but still. All right. So I said, oh, God, well, if I have to, I have to. Then I said, God, help me. Help me. What am I supposed to do? Because you see what this issue is. I heard him clearly. Email it to Bishop's email, because I'm on his iPad. So I emailed it to his iPad. His email came straight open, and here we are right now. I'm blessing the Lord. Amen. Don't tell me he won't answer prayer. Amen. He will answer. And that was a secret there. Settle ourselves. When situations come up, just settle yourself. Ask him what to do. He knows the answers. He know. I should have asked him before I asked him to go home. Amen. But... <laughs> He said, uh-huh. <laughs> but seriously, I thank God because the Holy Spirit talks. He will talk to us. And a lot of times in life, we get so flustered and frustrated about stuff. You know, settle your spirit and ask him what to do. Amen. As his children, he'll talk to you. He will talk to you. If ever I don't think there was ever time that I can remember that I've ever gone, I ever went to either of my parents and said, hey, I got a problem. And they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. So how much more would our Heavenly Father do the same? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go into what, what the Lord has given me for today. And I want you to look, listen attentively. Um, Bishop has been teaching on transformation. On transformation. And it has been such a powerful word. Such a powerful word. Last week he taught transformation be transformed grow up grow up and that message that, that I, 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 I as I'm there I'm, I take notes on my phone and because I like to take notes when I'm here because you go back over it again and especially those things that the Holy Spirit may speak to your spirit while the message is going forth that's why it's such a good time good thing to take notes and don't commit it don't commit it all to your memory don't try to commit the whole message to your memory or the fact that you're going to go back and get it. Sometimes we just need, all the time, whenever a message is going forth, or even in the Bible study, we need to take notes. Amen? Just like you would in school, because we're here to learn the Word of God. We're here to learn the Word of God. So the Lord spoke to me about um, to go further inside of transformation. So this morning, I want to talk to us about Transform or conform. Transform or conform. And we're, we're remembering this morning that this is 9-11. I didn't even, it didn't dawn on me until my son told me last night. So even as we're praying today, we're praying for those, those families who lost their, their uh, family members back in 9-11. You understand? We need to be, we need to, not forget and be sensitive to those families who are still grieving 
people who are still grieving. But the message this morning is transform or conform. Back in 2007, and uh, let me see, some of you all won't remember, like the John children and Kamichi, he won't remember, and Adria, but most of us, uh, a lot of us, I would say, will remember those movies entitled Transformers. Remember those? And I know they catered to children, but I liked them. And I was not young in 2007. But they were, that, it was a whole series of movies. I think it was at least about six of them. And it was about Autobots. Autobots were living robots. They were living robots that came to Earth from a planet called Cybertron. I know this sounds so far-fetched, but it was. It was. But these Autobots could, they could shapeshift. They could shapeshift. In other words, when they stand up, uh, 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 the main one was called um, Optimus Prime. I liked Optimus Prime. He was big. He was the leader. He 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 was I, really. I did like the. <laughs> I really did like the series. Every now and then, tell you the truth, I'll still watch one. <laughs> I really will. But Optimus Prime, he was the leader. He was um, he was selfless. He was he had and he had endless courage. He was the complete opposite of his mortal. In, uh, his mortal enemy, in, enemy called Megatron. Me, you remember him? Ah, see? <laughs> Megatron, you remember that? Yeah, see? Megatron was evil. He was selfish. He would step over or do anything to anybody to get what he wanted. But Optimus Prime... He, he was the biggest of the Autobots. Now, Meg, um, Megatron, he was a Decepticon. I'm not preaching this movie this morning, but it just happened to fit inside of my, where I'm going, all right? And those of you who remember, you remember seeing them in the movies, how they transformed. I want you to see that image right there. But now... <laughs> The Decepticons were the enemies of the, the Decepticons were the enemy of the Autobots. But now Megatron, he was the biggest Autobot. Again, he was the one who was, had the most power. He had a, the, a only, and he was the prime, as it were, um, Autobot. And so he was the only one who could uh, wheel this particular weapon that he had. Okay? <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't believe I'm teaching on uh, um, <laughs> Transformers this morning. But anyway, I want you to see this so that we can go on, so I can go on into the lesson. Remember now, I, I want you to see, and those of you who remember, whenever Megatron, I'm sorry, not Megatron, because Megatron could transform also, but I want to talk about um, Optimus Prime, whenever he needed to, when, or, or, or the whole group of, of, of trans Autobots needed to go somewhere, they would transform. Like met, um, Optimus Prime, he would transform into this big truck. 
I remember, don't you remember being red and blue? And he would ride. He could go. But he transformed. And, the, and, 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 and in looking that up, I saw it said they were here, the Autobots were here on earth for years hiding in plain sight. And nobody knew they were here. They were powerful. They, they understood the enemy that was coming after, after them. They, oh, that'll preach. This already is preaching. I hope y'all follow me. This, they, uh, they were here on earth. They were hiding in plain sight. Powerful people, powerful robots, <laughs> powerful robots who knew who they were. Now that'll preach. That'll preach. They knew who they, they knew the power they had in them. But they only transformed when it was necessary. Wow, is right. My Lord. Let's, 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 go to the, let's go to my scripture here. Romans, the 12th chapter. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord this morning. Romans, the 12th chapter in the first verse. First through the second verse. I want to go to read that in the Amplified. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. But be transformed and progressively changed as your nature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. And do not be conformed to this world. The King James, King James Version says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good acceptable and perfect will of God. I look, Bishop gave the definition for transform last week. And he said this, it means to make a thorough and dramatic change in our appearance and character. In our appearance and character. Remember Optimus Prime. While he looked one way, but when he transformed, he was something else. Hallelujah. Transform also. There are, are there were so many synonyms of the word transfer, but I, and, and looking at it, it meant to change, to alter. And I'm not going to say all of them. There were so many to modify, 
to reshape. And I want us to look at these definitions in alignment with what it means for us to be transformed inside of the will, way, and purpose of God. To remold, to redo, to rebuild, to rearrange. All right? To reorder, to overhaul, or to remake, or to turn upside down. That's transformation. But then conform means to comply with. It means to comply with or to follow, to adhere to or to match up to or to uphold. It means to pay attention to. It means to agree with. So we are not to agree with this world. We are not to comply with this world. We are not to accept, that's another one, accept this world. We're not to go along with, we're not to adapt to, we're not to adjust to. But it says, don't come, the word says, not for us not to conform to the world, which means further, we're not supposed to stick to, we're not supposed to satisfy. These are all synonyms of the word conform. But be you transformed, rework. We need to re we need to renovate. We need to turn upside down. We need to mutate. We need to modify. And how are we going to do this? The word tells us. And if we go back to 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 the amplified, it says, "And do not be conformed to this world." In other words, don't comply with and abide by adhere to and match up to this world but it says don't and be not conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs mm -hmm. how many of us want what the world wants mm -hmm. even though we're children Paul here is writing to church folks Amen. he's writing to the church in Romans so how many of us even though we have had a born again experience, still try to conform, to act in accordance with, to consent to, to agree with this world. But it says this, but be ye transformed. In other words, change, to modify, to alter. To remodel and to reshape mm -hmm. our minds. And how are, we going to, how are we going to do this? By the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. And we hear this over and over. Sometimes people will say, oh, but, but I keep hearing about this transform. I keep hearing about, y'all have nothing else to preach? Until we get this. The Holy Spirit is going to keep talking to all of us about the same thing. That means it must be important. It must be important. How, and there are a lot of educators in here. A lot of y'all. A lot of us. A lot of us. I heard that. A lot of us. How many times do we give an important principle or teach a lesson? Just say it one time. And then the next time we go on to something else. 
But if it's important, you're going to teach it, you're going to break it down, you're going to give examples, you're going to make sure they understand it, and you may have to go back and reteach it. Because once they, if, they, if the students don't pass the test, you need to reteach it. Because just because you taught does not mean they learned. Amen? Just because it was taught, because Bishop has taught on transformation, does not mean we all learned it. Because if we go back just this week right here and examine some of the things we thought and examine some of the th ways we acted, we will find out that we still comply with, abide by, are satisfied by, agree with this world. So it's necessary. It's for our good that God comes and reteaches it. Bishop said something last week. How we respond to life situations shows us how much we have grown in God. How much we respond to life situations shows us how much we have grown in God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to add to this by, by that by saying this. How we respond to life situations shows us whether we are being, tra being transformed or if we are conforming. How we respond. Let's say, for example, if someone came at you three weeks ago. And they came at you this week. And last three weeks ago, let's say you, you didn't quite give a righteous response. But somebody came at you this past week. What was your response? Mm -hmm. If it wasn't that you are now trans, you're not giving righteous responses in a similar situation, you haven't been transferred, transformed. Are we understanding? Mm -hmm. So, but in order for us to be transformed, we must purpose to get rid of some things in our lives. We must purpose to get rid of some things in our lives. For example, I'm going to use me. I went to the doctor this week and I had a very good report. Very, very good report. And I'm saying I was surprised. Very good report. I tell you, I've been feeling good lately. Every now and then I have a couple hiccups, but I'm good. God has been so good to me. And amen, I'm blessing him. But now, just because I got a good report from the doctor, does this now mean I can start eating Lay's potato chips? I love french fries. I love potatoes. I love Lay's potato chips. But I have not eaten a Lay's potato chip probably in 30 years because they're not good for me. But now I got a good report from the doctor yesterday. I've been feeling good. So does that now mean I can pull into McDonald's after church and get some french fries? Are we understanding what I'm saying? A lot of times when we find that we pass a test and we, we, we're doing well right here, that I can get kind of slack and one french fry won't hurt me. 
you know, one, not one lady's potatoes, but especially with red hot, not with um, Texas Pete hot sauce on it. One, just one, just one little bag, just a 50 cent bag. That won't hurt. But we don't realize what it will do is reignite a desire in us for things that we used to do. Are we understanding? So my best thing with my good report, just tell God thank you. And don't go back to Lay's potato chips. Are we understanding? Our best way then is when we see that we're passing tests. When we see ourselves growing. Don't take a chance to go back over here to do things that we know that God would not be pleased with. Don't try to get back on the edge and see how close we can get to the edge without falling back over in there. Conform, transforming, transform or conform. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's look at First uh, Corinthians, the third chapter in the 19th verse. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he take, taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And the 20th verse says, and again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. That they are vain. Don't think that we know everything. Don't think that we, we, we cannot think that just because we pass, we're passing the test that we'll be able to pass the next one on our own. The wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. Our dependency must be on the Lord. Just because I was able to go past this doesn't mean I know how to get past this one. My dependency has to be on the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Everybody else can do it. All of you all can come in with a bag of Lay's potato chips in one hand, the big family size pack. And you may have had the same issues that I've had. And then and you can come in with a bag and a bottle of hot sauce. But because I don't want to go back to where I was, I won't be tempted. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Do I want them? Yes. The whole bag. <laughs> Make up for my 30 years. But would it be wisdom? Would it be wisdom? Yes. Dingle it before me. I go buy them for him. He opens it up, sit on his side of bed sometime with a nice clothes flap, or he'll leave it in the pantry. Whatever. He'll sit and smack and eat them. You want me to buy you some more? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to have to suffer what I've suffered before because of how I've eaten. Are we understanding? Hallelujah, Jesus. Let me see. I'm just going to let me read this right here. I might have covered it. If I want to conform, I will eat maybe a little less. Okay, this is what I was saying. This is okay. I may decide that I want to lose weight. If I, now, the difference in confirmation and transformation. 
can say all day that I want to change how I look all day. But I've got to do something about it. I've got to do something about it. I can sit here and I did it. I have a gym membership. We have a family membership. We had a family membership for years. And I can count the time on this hand. How many times? This hand. These fingers. Probably how many times I went. Bishop would get them go every day. But my gym membership was only conforming. Somebody asked me, oh, do you go to the gym? I have a membership. But it didn't change anything. It didn't change a thing. Transformation is what happened to him. He would get up and go. He not only got the membership. Oh God, I bless you this morning. I bless the Lord this morning. He not only got, we not only got the membership, but he took advantage of it. Oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Before salvation, we all conform to the world. But after salvation, there should have been a difference. Before salvation, all of us were sinners. We all sinned. Whether you consider your sin not as great as mine or mine is not as great. God looked at it as sin. Yeah. Yeah. There's no big sin or little sin. Mm-hmm. Sin, number sin. Because when he looked, there's no compartment there for the big sinners. And then the little sinners get in the light heat. No, that's not how that thing goes. That's not how that goes. So we were all conformed to this world. That's why Paul would tell the Roman church, don't be conformed to this world. This is where you were. But you you need to come out of that. Come out and be transformed. But don't just be transformed. But he was telling them the way to be transformed was what? By the renewing of their mind. The changing. By the changing of their mind. By the remolding. The reshaping. The reworking. By the renovating. Mm -hmm. We renovated the house. We took some things down. We added some things. We took some things out. We threw some stuff away. Threw it away. Gave it away. But it had to happen unless if if we had... Put done the work in the house and then put everything back in there like it was. It would not have been a complete renovation. Mm-hmm. Or, or the work would have been done, but we would have had to live with old memories. And dealing with the old mess. As opposed to, let's get rid of stuff we're not using right now. You, you know, I had two of these and two of, Why? Let's get, when I, when I, when I emptied out the cabinet, because we had to do the whole kitchen, empty out the kitchen, the kitchen cabinets. When I emptied it out, I said, oh my God, I got two of these. You go buy another one because that one was back up in the cabinet and you didn't remember you had put it up in there. Do you understand? There are things that we need to get rid of. We need a redoing in our mind. The way we think needs to change. 
Because the way we, we do what we do because of the way we think. If we change how we think, if we let the mind of Christ, let this mind, which was in Christ Jesus, also be in us. If we let the mind of Christ be in, allow the mind of Christ, if we think as Christ thought, then we will change. Hallelujah, Jesus. As believers, we should no longer be conformed to this world. Why? Because we've been translated. Remember, uh, Colossians 1 and 13 tells us we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. As I've told you all before, when I lived in Jamaica, I, I had to live under the laws there. We drove on the opposite side of the street. But when I come over here, I can't keep driving over there. On this, on the left, which we drive on the right. Y'all drove on the left. They drove on the left. I couldn't keep driving on the left because I would cause all kinds of problems, and almost did some several times. So, not several, but sometimes. But you understand because we cannot bring old mindsets and and continue to operate in old mindsets in this new kingdom. We are now in the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. So this is why Paul is saying we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Bishop said something else. He said so much, and I, and I, was, I was going back over his notes, over my notes from the sermon last week. I said, goodness, I could just preach this again right here. This is good stuff right here. But he said this. He said, he said, he asked, um, he asked the question, and he said, this is a question we should ask ourselves. Am I doing what is necessary for me to be like Christ? And that's a question every one of us needs to ask. Am I doing? Not, is Bishop doing? Or is Joyce doing? Well, I see Joyce ain't doing all. I see... Uh, Andrew, she's not doing what it's like to be like Christ. No. At this point. Because if I'm judging you, my, I'm, I'm not transformed. Mm -hmm. Judgmentalism is not of God. So now, Christ didn't act like that. So now, the question should be this. Am I doing what is necessary for me to be like Christ? Look at Ephesians 4. Uh, hmm. if we, I, I, I don't want to read all of this, uh, but in, the, in first, verse 11, I'm just going to run through that. We're going to go to, let me just go on. Let me read, I'll read it. Ephesians 4 and 11, it says, and this is from the, um, I believe it's the NIV. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave the, to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build the church, the body of Christ. For this, I mean, this will continue until we all come into the unity of, in our faith and knowledge of God's son. That we, may, we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of God. Okay, but this is where I really want to go. Verse 14. Verse 14. Then we will no longer 
Be immature like children. We won't be tossed to tossed and blown with every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Let me, I just probably need to say that part again. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. It is so easy, saints, if we have not been transformed in our minds, that we, as King James says, King James Version says, we can be tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine. Why is that? Because look at here. Our minds are not renewed. It's, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us. And I'll even go further. When the enemy tries to trick us with lies. So clever. They sound like the truth. And sometimes he'll just tell you, you're no good. You're no good. Nobody love you. You know, your mama didn't love you. Because if she loved you, then why did she do so-and-so and so-and-so? Why she spank you that time when, you, when your sister really did it? And he'll talk to you. The enemy will talk to us to get our attention. He will use people to talk to us to get our attention. But we don't, don't look at the fact that it's the people. Look at it's the devil behind all of this. To get us to believe the lie. And it's all to keep us away from purpose. To keep us away from purpose. To keep us from not growing inside of the knowledge of God. And that our mind would not be renewed. Think about it. Just think sometimes. Number one, the enemy can't read your thoughts. He don't know what you're thinking. So those things that are going through in your mind. The things he, may, he, he can give you a suggestion. But you, we have, we, we have to choose whether we're going to think on it. That, we have to choose what we're going to think on. We bring, if, if anything comes in our mind or to our mind that's contrary to the will, way, word, and purpose of God, what are we supposed to do? Cast it down. Don't even think on it. Don't dwell on it. If it's not in alignment with purpose, if it's not in alignment with God, cast the thought down. This does not mean that life won't come because life's coming. And it's going to come for all of us. All of us. But, it, but I may cry now, but it's not going to change my confidence in God. That's the mindset that we have. There's some people who passed in my life or some stuff that have happened in my life that made me cry. It's all right to cry, but I'm getting up. And I know if I'm crying, he's, you know what the Bible says about tears? That our tears, they are cap 
captured in a vial in heaven. So nothing wrong with crying. But I ain't standing down there. Because I know why I'm crying. He's the God of comfort. Let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go on. All right, where am I here? Instead, verse 15, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The whole body. So now, if Bishop's mind is transformed and Gary's mind is transformed and, and, and Sharonette's mind is transformed and Mona Lisa's mind is transformed and your mind is transformed, if all of our minds are transformed, look at how the body of Christ, the body in this house would grow in love. But if all the members, help us here, Holy Ghost, if all of the members of the body of Christ are transformed, look at how the body will grow. Look at how the body would grow. Hallelujah. Again, the way we are transformed is to change. It's to remold. This is what transformation is. To remold, to reshape, to rearrange, mm-hmm. to reorder. Overhaul. Some of us need a complete overhaul. Come on with me here. Y'all. Come on with me. Come on with me. Some of us need a complete overhaul. Mm-hmm. A redoing. Yes. A redoing. A remaking. Some of our mindsets need to be completely turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Because it's our desire to please the Lord. Yeah. I dare say every one of us want to please God. But the question is, Lord, how do I do it? Some of us are stuck. Some people are stuck. We're stuck in places in our minds that we can't seem to get away from. Sometimes we can. I I was driving along the other day. I was in a car. And something was bothering me. Something was bothering me. Not so much things that had happened. But what bothered me was how I was thinking about what had happened. What was not, the, it wasn't the situation that bothered me. But my thoughts concerning what bothered me is what was bothering me. So I'm driving and I said, now Lord, you see me? You see me? I don't like this. I don't like how I'm feeling. I need help right here. Are you understanding? I don't like how I'm responding. I didn't cast a thought down when it came. I started dwelling on it. So my response, I, I, don't, I don't even know if my husband knows what was wrong with me. Because we a lot of times can wear, I can wear the mask. I know how to. But, so I don't even know if he knew. But I'm saying, God, you see me. You know me. You know what I'm thinking, God. You know how I'm feeling. So now, I don't like it. Help me. I had to repent. I mean, I was talking loud in my nobody in it but me and him. <laughs> so I'm talking loud. You say me, God. I guess the people next to me thought I was crazy. But I'm serious because that's how serious my walk is with me. 
if I'm examining myself and I see something that's not on, God, you see me. Help me right here. You see what I did? You see that I got off? Help me. And you know, before I got where I was going, I was better. Why was that? Because I was honest with my own self. Honest with God. I was honest with God. And he, because, and he is a God to help. Bishop outlined some things last week also. How our mind is renewed. How our mind is rearranged. How do, is our mind renovated? How do we get rid of the old? And keep the good. Throw the trash away. Throw the duplicates and stuff. Unnecessary thinking and unnecessary emotions and unnecessary feeling. How do we get rid of that? It's number one. Spending time with God in prayer. In prayer. In prayer. We need to spend time in prayer. A lot of us, we don't pray enough. And it's not so much, it's not the, the, the time. I got to get out and pray for an hour every day. That's not it. Because I was talking to the Lord in my car. Why is, how can I drive down the street talking to God? I'm not on my knees. But it has to be relational. My conversation with him has to be relational. Our, our, the, way we, the way we act and the, uh, with God and the way we entreat him has to be relational. I'm married wherever I go. I'm married wherever I go. When I, I, I traveled to Baltimore a few weeks ago, I was still married. I'm not looking for somebody else or looking to conform to another lifestyle. I'm still married. I'm committed. He's on my mind during the day. I think, I, I think about him. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He, we're in a relationship. We're in a relationship. And that's how it has to be with us and God. It has to be relational. And a lot of times we miss and we, 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 we go, we get off and, and we're conforming to, remember Paul writing to church folks. That's so good. That's He's writing to church folks. But the way that we match up with the world and accept things and consent to the things of the world is because we're not in a relationship. With God. We need to fellowship with him over his word too. Sunday morning not enough. Bible Sunday morning and Bible study is not enough. I need to read something out that Bible every day. Because the word of God is the mind of God. The word of God is. Shows us the character of God. It tells us who he is. It tells us how he thinks. If I know the word. If this is what the word says. The word says love your enemy. Right? Is that right? Does the word say love your enemy? This is what the word says. 
And I'm not loving my enemy. Check. I'm not conformed. I mean, I'm not transformed. But if I, if I don't know the word, and I still don't love my enemy, it's still the same thing that really shows you. Check. We're not transformed. Are we understanding? If the word says do good to them who despitefully use and abuse you. And I'm looking at what you who did this to me and walking past you and see you on the side of the road broke down. I'm not transformed. But if I don't know what the word does, says, I can go along thinking I'm okay when in actuality, I'm not. And then we wonder why sometimes we go keep going through the same things. Because the Lord is trying to get us to change. Fellowshipping with him in the word. And that fellowshipping with him in the word does not just mean studying and reading the word. It means what? Applying the word to my life. So now the next time I see somebody who I know did, wrong, did me wrong on the side of the road, I won't justify, <laughs> Lord help me. I may be going this way and I couldn't get, I may be in the middle lane and I needed to, I couldn't get, they're on that other side and I see them. I would justify, oh, you know, you know what, this, this, this unrenewed fleshy mind is something else, you know. I can see them and I say, oh, I can't get over to turn around to help them. We'll justify not doing. But over here, when I've applied the word and I see my brother in need or my sister in need over here, I'm going to wait till I can get over and turn around and go back around, may have to go a mile or two, to make sure I come to do what the word tells me to do. See, because we can justify what we do. Oh, I couldn't get over. Oh, my goodness. If I could have got over. Are we understanding? How many times do we justify not being transformed? God help us. God help us. That word has to be applied to our life. The more time we spend in the word, the more we'll learn God's character. The more time we spend in the more word, the more we have a desire. The more time we, 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 we spend fellowshipping with God in prayer and in the word, the more, t- the more of a desire we'll have to want to be like Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. The more we spend time in prayer, fellowship within the word, and applying the word to our heart, the more our mind will change. The way we think is going to change. We'll find out one day it's not the same. We not the, we just come. Oh goodness! I remember. Wait a minute! I'm not supposed to be acting. That's not how I used to act. We be fine that the word will change us. It won't even be something that we have to brag about. We say, sometimes we don't even know when the thing changed. I can't tell you when that thing lifted off of me. In in my car when I'm telling the Lord, I can't say the time and moment, but I know by the time I got back home I was better. 
I was better because I was honest with God. Honesty with God. Let me tell you something. God already knows where we are. He knows what we think. He knows you don't like the person. He knows you got a problem with them. He knows that. He knows why we're not transformed. Why our minds are not renewed. So let's just be honest with him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's stop being so busy. Let's stop being so busy. Sometimes we're too busy to grow in God. When it's God who wakes up, up, us up in the morning. It's God who wakes us up. If we really look at it, we'll see some great things that God has done from us, for us. Things that we just simply take for granted. It's God who wakes us up. Hallelujah. James, the fourth chapter in the seventh verse says this. It says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. And what? He'll flee from you. Submitting to God means submitting to the things of God. It means submitting to the things of God. If you want to be transformed, we must submit to the things of God. God's ways. His heart. His heart. 2 Corinthians 13 chapter and the 5th verse tells us that we should examine ourselves. I need to run myself through a scan. Often. Often. I need to look at how I respond. I need to look at how I feel about things. Do I love people the way God loves people? When people do me wrong, do I love them? And do I respond to them the way God responds. Do I think about people the way God thinks about them? How quickly do I forgive? The quickness of how we forgive shows your maturity in God. We hold on to offenses. Do we hold on to stuff? I heard somebody say one time, I'm not ready to forgive. You're not ready. <laughs> You're not ready to forgive? When we were in Jamaica, I remember a lady, a preacher told me this. I'm not ready to forgive. Like, excuse me? You're not ready? I said, baby, don't die. Don't die. This is a serious walk. I'm not living because I'm scared to go to hell. I'm living because I love God. You know? I'm living because I love God. I live the way I live. And I want to be transformed. I want my mind to be renewed. Because I love God. He's been too good to me. Check to see if how much the things of this world interest us. How, how interested are we in the things of the world? Do we feel justified when we're wrong? Somebody cuss at you and you go off on them. Do you, I did that because they did. Are we justified when we run? How much time do we even consider God during the course of a day? Look at how busy we are. How busy we are. 
all of us get busy. I'm not saying, so I'm not trying to judge and see whether or not we, we're praying, praying three hours. I'm not, that's not where I am. I'm not even there. But do we consider God every day? Do we get up in the morning focused? Hey, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, God. Are we, you understand what I'm saying? Are we focused? Is he our focal point? Do we take the things of God seriously? If, if, if we get in a disagreement, back here again, but I'm back here again. If Bishop and I don't agree on something, how do we handle it? Are we saying things that we shouldn't say? We don't always agree. We don't have to be disagreeable. You don't have to be unrighteous inside of a disagreement. I can disagree. He can disagree. But I don't have to be unrighteous inside of a disagreement. Everything that we say and how we feel is God pleased with it. Where is our primary focus in life? Is it on living and making a good life for myself? And I'm not saying nothing wrong with working. We all have to work. Or we had to. Or is it on, or, or, or do I, if, if I take and I weigh me, Focusing on this life, where I'm gonna live, how I'm gonna eat, what kind of car I'm gonna drive. If I weigh this, this life, and I weigh this life, where do they balance? Is there a balance in fulfilling my purpose in God with getting a good life? Are we understanding? And I'm not talking, y'all, hear my heart here. Sometimes we have to do what we have to do. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking in general. Because some of us, we have to have. I don't need another pair of shoes right now. I don't need another pair of shoes. I, I, I don't need a whole lot of things. But what I need is to have my mind renewed. I can go back to work. Pastor John, I don't want to. <laughs> so I can go back to work. I don't want to. I like the time that I can have. You know? I like. And, and, and just because you all may not be, others may not be in the same state that somebody else is in life. You understand? In life. It doesn't mean that you cannot have a relationship, sweet fellowship. He can be with you all day long. He is with us. And all day long, even while you're on your way to work or during the course of the day, there can be a song you're humming in your heart. And You know, there are times throughout the day, Bishop and I will call each other. Hey, how you doing? Or, need something from the store. I'm on my way home soon. You need something? We're still in contact and fellowship. That's not all day, every day. Sometimes he's here at the office or I, I may be out somewhere doing whatever, but I'm still in relationship. So all day long, that doesn't mean we up under each other. No, that means we have fellowship. And that's what God wants for every one of us. He wants us to fellowship with him. Ephesians, the fifth chapter, 
in the 13th verse. I know you all don't have this one. This is in the NLT. It said, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. Remember, King James says, put on the whole armor of God. But this version, I like this version. It says, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. But this last sentence in that verse says this, then after the battle, you will be, be you will, I'm sorry, let me say it again. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Put on every piece of God's armor. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Our minds have to be transformed. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah, Jesus. Our minds have to be transformed. Remember this. The letters Paul wrote, was writing, he was writing to church folks. Church people. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the changing of your mind. By the redoing, redo of your mind. The rearranging, the reordering. The modific modifying your mind. Let your mind, let this mind that's in us be the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. And this is what God is offering us. Peace. This is what's called peace. So many things we try, we frustrated and da-da-da-da, we do this, da-da-da, because we don't have peace. But God is saying, when you allow me to transform your mind, you'll be at peace. These things will move us. We won't be easily moved. And when the trials and tests come and when they're over, we'll be still standing. And not only standing, but we'll be still standing strong. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's talk to the Lord. And those of you who are online, let's talk to the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, here we are. We're members of the body of Christ. Your body. You've called us into purpose. You've called us to come to know you. And Lord, right now, it's our heart's desire to be, to be transformed, that our minds would be renewed. The way we think would change. That we will think with the mind of Christ. You, the, the word says we have the mind of Christ. So help us to think with the mind of Christ. We bless you this morning. And Father, those who may not know you, we ask right now, that you, God, would fill them with yourself. Let them simply ask you to come into their heart. That they ex would experience this great love that you have for you, for us. We pray for your people this morning. We're standing in Christ's stead. God of revival. 
revive us again. Oh God, revive us again. Stir us in our minds. That we won't be conformed to this world. But that our minds would indeed be transformed. That we would be transforming our minds by the renewing of our mind. That we'd fall in love with you. That we'd be able to comprehend the length, breadth, depth, height of your most wonderful love. We bless you for it. We feel your presence now, Holy Spirit. And we bless you. You're here to help us. You're saying if we just ask you, if we just ask you, you would help us. And we thank you for it. Wash us again. Cleanse us. Let us be honest with you, God. Sometimes we just don't think right. Sometimes we just don't think the way we should think. But Lord, if you help us, we will be helped. We bless you today, God. We honor you today. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. We praise you. We bless you. Oh God, we thank you today. There are those among us, God, who are not well. And remember, Carice, touch her wherever she is right now. Touch her, God, by your spirit. Work a mighty work in her life. And not only her, God, but there are those who in this sanctuary today who are not well in their bodies. I pray, God. Holy God, I bless you. Mirideisha. You told us we could stand in Christ's stead here. As he talked to the Father, talked to your Father, we're talking to you. Glorify yourself. You be glorified. Heal bodies. That your name would be praised. Heal and deliver. Some here are in captivities. I pray, God, that the doors of those captivities would be open they're able to walk out knowing it's you who delivered and that you would give them a desire never to go back again Lord and I pray this morning for that those who are in secret sin Lord that their minds would be stirred and they would call on you and you would set them free I believe you for it today God that each of us also Lord that we would learn to seek after you we would search for you till we find you as we search with all of our hearts. Put a new desire and a new stir on the inside that we would come after you as never before. Let us learn to prioritize the things, your things that pertain to you as opposed to the things that pertain to this life. Give us the wisdom to show us what to do and what not to do so that we have time to spend with you. We give you glory today. God, because we want to work for you. We want our lives to bring you glory. We want our lives to bring you glory. We give you glory this morning. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Come on, those of you who are in the house, come on, let's tell him thank you. Those of you who are online, come on, let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We want our lives to bring you praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God you may be seated in his presence.
Hallelujah. Let's seek Him. Let's slow down a little bit. So that we can learn more about Him. Because He has purpose for our lives. He has, he has purpose for our lives. Great purpose. He didn't just save us. Just to save us. But He saved us so that we can continue the Jesus ministry in the earth. Called. Called according to purpose. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter your stage in life. We're called for purpose. So let's, let us let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in us. Oh, bless the Lord. I love you this morning. Are you learning today? Are we learning? Hallelujah. Let's apply the Let's apply the word. It's not enough just to learn it, to hear it. But if I didn't apply two plus two way back in kindergarten, I wouldn't have known how to do geometry. I wouldn't have even fallen in love. I love geometry. I wouldn't have fallen in love with geometry because it would have been too hard because I didn't learn two plus two. But not only that, but let's learn to apply what we're learning in our homes, with our children all along our walk. Amen. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.